You are now listening to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. What are those? A bitch. These are my vans. Like, fuck. Vans. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking six. Bretchen, you put an extra little bit of sauce on that one, eh? Well, I love bands. What do you expect, man? <laughs> Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Y'all know what it is. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost with me. As always, Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. We got a big one this week. I hate to say it, man, but it's another barn burner. What we working with? Oh, none other than the big homie. Feels like we've known him forever after our interview. <laughs> got along real good. Jokester, Shane Heil, man. Legend. Mm, absolutely. What else are we going to do, man? Is that it? We're just doing an interview this week? Uh, shit. I guess we're going to the post office. Typical. <laughs> and uh, we talking some sports, baby. Are we going to talk actual sports this week, or are we just talking fantasy, man? Because we're heading into the playoffs and shit. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, we can talk anything we want, man. So, like always, make sure to follow us on Instagram, at The Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube, at The Bunt Live. And head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. We out here doing it for the people. And I'd direct you to TheBuntLive.com, but I'm not sure if there's going to be anything left by the time we get there. But if... If you got a second, head over and, and check for yourselves, man. No doubt. And don't forget, it's almost Patreon reward time. Time to draw them <laughs> names out the hat and see who's getting them fat boxes. So also, make sure you're a patron if uh, you want to be involved in that. You get me. Hey, man. We love boxes. And almost more so, we love giving them out. Ain't that right? No doubt. It's time. Go shout out of the week. There's always so much skating coming out. I think we missed one last week, man. All right, okay. The Vans video. Our guys, Gilbert Crockett, Elijah Burrow, a little bit of Justin Henry in there. Just had to throw that one out there because we missed it, man. But what you got this week? Uh, this week we talking another Bunt alum because all three of those Vans homies, of course, made their presence felt in Studio E. But... Uh, Gotta give it up to Curtains in the Death Wish video. Our young homie, Pedro <laughs> Delfino. He ain't playing, man. When he came on the pod, he was still kind of a little underground, but mm-hmm. we knew the future was going to be bright, and uh, he's not disappointing. The man snapped, yo. This guy could 50-50 anything out here, eh? That was straight stuntman shit, man. Oh, yeah. There's another Vance homie in that video that goes absolutely nuts. Uh, Taylor Kirby, man, also on some stuntman shit. Maybe he'll end up in Studio E one day too, you know? Yeah, he might have what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Shane Heil in the building. Man, I've been waiting for this a long time. I'm a big fan of him, big fan of his skating. This guy cracks me up. All around character and perfect fit for Studio E, man. No doubt. And he's a big sports fan. 
We ha and he's an entrepreneur, man. Legendary skater, been in the game forever. It was about time we broke bread with the one and only. Speaking of breaking bread, let's do a little bit of that ourselves, man. Let's place the call. I'm going to head over to the app available on iOS and Android. Or you know what? If you ain't got a smartphone for some reason, you could head into the shop downtown Queen of Spadina, Uptown Avenue in Lawrence. Maker Pizza. Say what we eating tonight. Man, I'm feeling healthy this week. Gotta lay the Dr. Pepperoni to rest just this one time. We go on margarita with two orders of wings, a couple chocolate chip cookies, and of course, a bodega sub. Mm, let's get it. It don't get much better than that, but don't take our word for it. Maddie Matheson, tell them what we're working with. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, ghosts, let's get this interview popping. All right, you know what time it is. We got Mr. Shane Hale in the building. What's cracking, big homie? Not much, man. Um, for my last name, I'm going to try to tell you guys that it's it's High L. Hyle. And Hi. uh, it's one of the things that uh, most people mispronounce, and I understand why wouldn't it. Hale, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Shane Hyle in the building. There we go. Run it back. We good? Yes, sir. The bunt is in the building, baby. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Many a names. We got D Jones and A. What's up? Safer. Oh, what? Hey, Ghost? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. The Ghost, baby. Why you got the name Ghost? You put the uh, face killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been known to drop bars here and there. Actually, not really. I but. love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, you know how we get it started. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Favorite skate moment. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with all the homies that I've seen turn pro for all these years. There's been so many of them, man. And to watch every each and every one of them do their thing and then get that pro model from Eric Ellington all the way to Theotis, Alyssa Steamer, Ali Bulala, like just being there for that night and, and sometimes i can forget like damn man those are those are huge moments man and i just saw my man jacopo turn pro in a pandemic oh. and it just brought me back to these memories of how many people i've i've witnessed and seen turn pro so that's gonna be my favorite skate moment oh yeah that's dope man for the sports now i'm gonna just have to go with the la lakers bro like seriously winning the finals for kobe in this bubble let's go come on man and the dodgers right around the corner what was it the next day just won the world series it was a big big year for la man oh it's not even done yet because let's talk about aaron donald <laughs> you know he's coming <laughs> you dreaming uh, come now. on the rams baby we're gonna get that third defensive player of the year let's go uh, okay that's, okay, okay. that's a reasonable play. yeah you can... i thought you were talking super bowl <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're talking Aaron Donald, baby. Yeah, everybody knows that's MVP status. Bro, Nick Mullins yes, just sir. shot you down, man. You want to talk Aaron Donald? Hey, oh, what's up, all my San Francisco homies? I'll see you, bro. Damn, man. 49ers got it out for the Rams, that's for sure. Just to go back to the favorite skate moment for a second, it's crazy how something so like monumental can become normalized when you see that many homies turn pro, eh? That's hey, yes, sir, man. And it's like you see more than ever now how quick people be turning pro just mm -hmm. over like this or that. Like, oh, you pro, 
oh, we need to sell boards. You pro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, I'll never forget what it took, what Mike Maldonado did and how long it took for that man to turn pro and what he was living off of and how he was getting by and how it took to almost every skater and skate shop going like, we want Mike to turn pro. And then it and then it happened. And it was just like, yeah, that's how you want to do it, you know? Yeah, times have changed, man. You could be in diapers. They next have. thing you know, you kick flip a five stair. Next thing you know, you're pro. You start your own board company and turn yourself pro. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You already know that's been happening, man. Shit. Shit. That'd be giving me thoughts, man. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost model coming real soon. Mm. Drop it. <laughs> you, I know Let's you want one the for the wall. <laughs> I might have to give the people what they want, man. Shit. You know you're gonna have to put out the butt ghost model, baby. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost time shake jump pro bolts, baby. Let's get it. You know I will. You know I will. <laughs> All about my homies, man. Let me hook you up. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's too good. Don't start this collab talk, man. We'll get it done real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we just getting warmed up. So, Shane, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Grew up in Long Beach, California. Pretty much started skating in 1990, 1991. Wow. The fam picked up and moved to Arizona. That was a little devastating for me because... Uh, I was going to be going to high school with all my homies and just starting to skate. And so I was like, all right, how am I going to learn this shit? So I was calling my friends back home in Long Beach while living in Arizona. Like, how do you do a shove it? Where I put my foot for a back 180? Like trying to learn through phone calls <laughs> how to skate wow. in a parking lot. And one thing led to another. You just fall in love with it. You learn that shove. Then you learn the kickflip, and then next thing you know, you're meeting some homies in high school, and then so on and so forth. And that's how it really got down for me. And the people I met in Arizona at that time happened to be Eric Ellington and my man Scotty Kopelman, who are still my best homies to this day. Wow, crazy. It didn't turn out too bad after all that move. Nah, man, things are always meant to be. You got to be looking always on the positive side of things, sometimes when it don't look right. Yeah. So what was your first big break in the skate industry? I would say there's there's two, right? There's the one that like you get that shop sponsor. Oh yeah. Or you get that little hometown board company. So mine was Zimbabwe Skateboards, based out of Long Sick. Beach. And uh before it was a skateboard company, it was a skate shop. And that's where I got my first skateboard. Then eventually it turned into Marges, which moved into Huntington Beach, and I got to like after I graduated high school I moved back to Long Beach. And uh, they gave me a job there at Marge's. And at the same time, I got to ride for that company, Zimbabwe. So I got to really start to meet a lot of people and get to know the ins and outs of like some company shit back then. But the real big, big one for me would be I had a job at Tomietos screening skateboards, putting graphics on skateboards. And I was just my I was living with Eric, Scotty, Aaron Harrison and Steamer in downtown San Diego. And they were all sponsored, right, by Toy Machine and Zero. And that's when Zero first started. So I'm working at Tamietto putting graphics on skateboards. They're coming in, getting their boxes. Hey, <laughs> put this graphic on my board, this one-time graphic, you know? Don't give me the full uh, 10 passes. I just want that unique, one of one of a kind. 
and I would just just skate as much as I could, as much as I could. And then next thing I know, I got called in. His name was Mark Waters, who was working for Tamiero at the time as the team manager. I was like, guess what, man? You going on the Tamiero tour? Ooh. All foundation, zero, and toy together across Canada. Wow. Yep. What? 1998, the Canada tour, the Tamiero Canada tour. And we went from the east to the west, man. It was the best thing. I turned 21 on that trip. I got to be around the greats. Like, my best friends were on that trip. It was, that was everything. That was everything. Foundation skateboards, man. That was like, they gave me a shot. But you know what happened when I got home? Hey, yo, <laughs> this shit ain't gonna work, man. <laughs> You're oh. done. No. <laughs> so I kind of blew it, but at the same time, <laughs> like, I was like, whatever, man. Like, shit. I got to ride with all my homies across the entire country of Canada. And that's when 4-on-1 was popping. And mm-hmm. Jamie Thomas was editing the uh, the tour video. I got kicked off or not on or from flow to nothing. And uh, <laughs> he, was, he was like, you know what? You busted your ass on this tour. You got some good clips. I'm going to make sure you you win this tour video at least. And I was like, man, big props to Jamie for not like throwing my, my footy in the way and just letting me be a part of that. So when that little 401 tour article came out, I was like, hey, there we go. Yo, can't wait. Wait, wait, do you remember which shine. issue? Because we got to go watch that. They're all on YouTube now. Oh, man. I just know that tour was in 1998, maybe 99, but I'm going to think 98. So whatever, if we can go off that. Oh, we going to find that and put that up for sure. Yeah, look for your boy in the yellow foundation shirt with the dreadlocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. Wow. Let's go. Yep. But so what happened? Like, why do you think they fucking pulled the plug from flow back to nothing? <laughs> you know what? I don't think I, I, I gelled so much with the foundation homies at that time. <laughs> I don't think those those dudes were really rocking with me, man. Like, I really... My homies rode for Zero and Toy. Right. And uh, most likely it was just like, yo, this one, this dude ain't really, can't even skate rails. <laughs> and you got to know at the time it was like Daniel Haney was in beast mode. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Stable was running the ship. So it was just like, and like John West, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I was, I didn't have that caliber of skating. I'm out there trying to like, switch heel for life and get my half cap noses on you know oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah <laughs> That's but i love those dudes for giving me that opportunity i'll that I, I hold that forever so when you talk about your first big break like that that was the that was the shot right there That's the down part to that was i'm about i just got the greatest news of my life right i'm going to go on this tour and i get to stop making i don't have to work for whatever amount of time i'm on that trip right but my man Scotty, who rode for Zero, at the same time, at the same place, he's getting news from Jamie going like, hey, man, this isn't going to work really for you on Zero no more, and you're not going to be going on this tour. So I'm going on this tour, and my best friend's not going on the tour. So that was like, oh, that was a tough one, man. Damn. That is tough. So that's an epic trip, like you said, one for the memory Ooh. books. Oh, for sure, man. Loved it. So we've heard some AZ piss drunk stories from Ellington and, and Ali before, but you were a big part of that squad as well. Give us an AZ story from back in the day. There's just like these like Wildberry Vodka, Gordon's Wildberry Vodka that me and Ali would love to drink. 
and they were like fits and they spelled Gordon's off the side like on the in the glass and so you'd be like hey what letter are you on G O R whatever and that's how you <laughs> knew where you were in the, on this joint and we just get one can of like Welch's grape soda to like compliment it and uh, that would always lead to crazy ass stories like thinking you can fly um, yeah at a ho- one time at a house party in, a, in an apartment building on the second floor and I was like yo watch this and I just jumped over the railing thinking I could take a two story drop like I was Jaws or something oh, like just for, for like shits and giggles like fuck it man like I got this woo and this next thing you know I'm, I'm like completely wrecked my ankle like swole the shit out of it so I'm out yeah and it, it's just like up in the drunks to, on some stupid shit, you know, whether you're jumping over a railing or you just like f- f- almost falling asleep in a fucking pool, man. Um, Damn. Bro. There are some good ones out there, man. AZ was the spot, though. So you got, we lived at Warner Ave. And then when we got bored, Warner Ave was a little apartment building. We lived in Huntington Beach, right? It was just like all of us in one. And we just got drunk and skated and didn't go nowhere and if we did go somewhere we would go to Arizona because I had friends there I had lived there Eric had lived there for so long Scotty and then there was just like a whole different crew of get down out there so we didn't care what time of the night it was three in the morning you wasted jumping the whip I got this dude I can drive this home Ah, so you're pulling off a six hour drive faded like trying to make it work and Piss Trunks I think was originally came from a trip out there. I think it was like uh, Randy Colvin and Ali Bulala and Aaron Piercy. Like, I think they came up with the name Piss Drunks and on an old adventure out there. Sounds like some wild times, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Up to what? Up to drunks. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't Brandon Turner yourself jumping over the railing. I pretty much did, man. Yeah. Almost, yeah, Sounds man. pretty close. Hey, shout out Brandon Turner, man. That switch hard is no joke, homie. For real. That's crazy. Through all the injuries that man's been through and, like, coming up on top just to, oh, man, just give you one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Epic. So it seemed like you had no problem picking up and moving because you then left for Philly. What sparked that move and what was it like living with Maldonado and his grandmother? That was the best, man. Rest in peace, Frankie. Really took me in as, like, a brother. You know, like, had nowhere really to go when we were living in Huntington. And a lot of the homies were moving to L.A. And I didn't have that kind of bread. And Mike, he was like, I'm just going to move back with my grandma in Westchester. You can come. You can stay. It's small. But we got you. And they just held me down, man. Like, had gave me a spot to to sleep. Like, let me get to see what Philly was about. Like, I owe a lot to Mike, man. That fool, like, held me down. Were you guys skating love a bunch back then? We would, uh, not as much as maybe I would have liked to. Um, but it was very intimidating still at that time. But I was rolling with Mike, though, so... That was always good, you know? Yeah. But being by yourself, though, if you roll through Philly, that I mean, through Love Park, that, that'd be a little different story. Yeah. Kind of want to have that person you know a little bit to get you For in sure. real quick. Who was going hard at Philly at the time? Or sorry, at Love? Kalis was going hard. Anthony Papalardo, man, was like, you'd Ooh. hear these stories like, oh, Pops almost switch flipped a fountain at night. And you're like, at night? Lit the <laughs> thing up? Going switch flips at night? Like... 
He'd come back with that footy, landed bolts, just couldn't pick himself up to right away. But that man was going for it, man. Damn. Pete Eldridge, beast mode. That was killing it. That must have been a, a crazy change of scenery to pick up from Cali and go up to Philly. Yeah, for sure, man, because I was rocking, like, Baker boards and America shoes, you know? And, and, and in Philly, it was kind of like... It was alien. It was Habitat was being born at that time, you know, mm-hmm. and like DC was the shoe. And then what was that other shoe company that popped up around that time that uh, what was it called? They start with a V or something. Power footwear. V <laughs> 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 hey, Vita. Was it Vita? Yeah, that's it. Hey. That's it. Yeah. Jason Dill was yep. rocking those. <clears throat> yeah, Dill was rocking those. Um, Damn, so you were there think, in like the uh, glory G- fucking days, Jimmy eh? Jimmy Grecky was rocking those. Yeah, man. Uh, Nocturnal Skate Shop. I was there when Kerry um, Gets just started that shop. And so yeah. I was fortunate to be there when he bought the spot with his partner, opened it up, gave me a job to work at Nocturnal during those times. Damn. So, yeah, that was that was sick, man. Dude, that's such a sick time to be there. Shane does Philly at the perfect time, man. Yeah. I wish I took advantage of it more, man. I wish I would have skated more. I was like, I was still drinking a lot back then and just being in the mix when I probably should have like, hey, do you know like this moment in time right now of what's going on? Like, you got, you, you know, you're living on... 13th and South Street right down broad to get to City Hall. City Hall was the spot too, man. Like City Hall almost was like just as popping as Love Park. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would have never thought. Man. So was it at this time you were the team manager of Bootleg? How, how did that come about? Yeah, no, before Bootleg, obviously it was just, it was just Baker right? and I was living with Mike and then Baker came through and did an East Coast tour. And they picked me up on that tour in Philly. Trainwreck was out in Philly on a zero tour. Got him to like, he was just like, you know what? I want to go on this tour too. So he jumped off the zero tour, jumped on the Baker tour, (laughs) (laughs) riding Baker boards, just kind of like letting it be known, like this is where I really want to be. And uh, on that tour, that kicked open the idea, like what should we call this new company? We're going to start this new brand. Jay Strickland had this all sewed up, man. He was like, all right, we're going to start this like this sister brand to Baker. What should we call it? You're going to be the TM, Shane. Help us like pick some of these guys. Who should they be? I wasn't the only one. There was many others that helped pick that squad. And then it started to bubble from there. And I stayed in Philly. And then they were like, you need to get a crib in L.A. for the bootleg kids to live at. Whoa. Brian Michaud and Anthony Mosley and Alex Gall. So they were like, yo, come back here and get a crib. So I was like, all right, with their money, not mine. You know? <laughs> so they're just like, yeah, you know, this is, you're a team manager. These things you got to do. Yeah. And I'm so lost, homies. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is a team manager do? Except I'm just going to get drunk with the team. I'm just going <laughs> to kick it. Like, I, I was probably the, like, maybe the funnest TM or the worst TM, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I blew that opportunity, but I was like so thankful that Jay Strickland gave me that opportunity to experience that and be a part of that. Because yeah. in hindsight, I'm just this drunk homie of the squad, right? I'm not really <laughs> officially on Baker. I'm not this big um, Lenosi Baker Am type status, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm just like the homie of, amongst the crew that they're like, let's try to look out for this dude. 
So, you know, they gave me a shot, Andrew and Jay. That's crazy. So that got you back to L.A. from Philly. Yeah, so I was going back and forth. I would be in Philly, and then some of them, yo, what's up, man? And they're all wilding out at the bootleg crib or whatever. It's like I'm like, I'm in Philly. I can't do nothing for you, man. I'm sorry. That's like the team having a good time over there. So if Trainwreck wants to punch holes in walls or whatever's happening, then so be it, man. So who on the team did you pick to be on there? Oh, I mean, Pete, Pete Eldridge. I mean, Trainwreck, of course. Trainwreck, of course. Brian Michelle. First show. Big business. Iconic crew, man. Yeah. Damn. Let's go. Pete Eldridge. Pete Eldridge at the time was riding for Zoo York. Zoo York boards and Zoo York clothes. So he was getting a good check probably and was like getting taken care of by, uh, by those homies over there, uh, Pang and BC, you know? Mm-hmm. And so even though like he was just willing to take that little bit of a pay cut to come ride for the bootleg squad, that meant a lot. In fact, I took money out of my own check that I was getting to make sure to give to Pete because that's only right. Yeah. Uh, you knew he could carry the fucking brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essential piece to the puzzle. Oh, man. If you look at all that man's footage, like what he was doing during that time, like, sure, there's the bootleg video. You can watch that. But my homie Plain, who then took over that position as team manager at bootleg, was also a, a, a filmer out in Philly. And yeah, he was he putting to all the pieces back clips. together there. Yeah, man. So he's starting right now to dig in the crates, and he's dropping all that old good footy right now. Yeah. Yeah, I need that. I saw Scott Kane posted some demo footy the other day. I was so hyped. Yo, check them playing in them tapes, man. Like, yeah. you guys would love it. So how did you find Brian Michaud, though? I feel like he no one knew him, and then he was on bootleg, and then bootleg ended, and he was just gone. Yeah, Plain. Plain introduced the homies to – because uh, – He's from Pittsburgh, and so he was only a kid. He was only like 15 years old, but he was, I mean, grown-ass man, little kid, though. No. And he would just come to Philly and skate, and we that's how I got to meet him. I met him through playing. Okay. And he just li- was living the dream, too. He's like, what? I'm going to get sponsored. I'm going to go move to, I'm going to move to L.A. Like, he just drove all, he drove himself from Pittsburgh to L.A. <laughs> Sick, dude. He was a gangster. He always skated with uh, a water bottle. In his hand. Maybe not, not only, always, but he had a man, couple clips. Hey, he was... That's the good homie, man. Shout out B, man. Yeah. yeah. He's a real one, though. Like, what you saw and what you see or what you heard, like, that <laughs> shit's a fact. If you are looking for a box filled with the greatest watches and sunglasses of all time, you have come to the right place. CHPO brand has collaborated with SkatePow, a nonprofit organization that works with communities throughout Palestine to enhance the lives of young people and promote the benefits of skateboarding. 100% of the proceeds are donated to SkatePow. The first person to email us the name of this watch to thebuntlive at gmail.com is getting a box sent to their doorstep. CHPO brand, doing it for the people, y'all. So your band Goat opened up for Bad Brains. How crazy of an honor was that, man? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not only that, it was at, it was in Arizona. And it was at a skate contest. Oh, shit. It was Cowtown. Cowtown Skate, skate Shop. Shout out Laura Trent Ned, man. 
Yeah, to get that phone call, like, hey, because every at the Phoenix Am contest, they always had bands play before their big finals, you know. Mm-hmm. And for that one, they were able to get Bad Brains, and we were just fortunate enough to be like making music at the time and knowing them. And they were like, "Hey, you want to come open up for Bad Brains?" Like, hell yes, man! Like, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go, man. The goat. Hey, I miss the goat. We haven't played together in so many years. Damn. That band needs to get back together. The goat and the occasional others. Yeah, you got to bring the band back together. Dude, I mean, there was like one of our biggest shows, our first biggest shows was in Canada. Uh, where at? I forget now. We got to look that one up, though. There's definitely some footage of that. That's hijinks. <laughs> we opened up for... Hey, you know what's even crazier than Bad Brains? I mean, not to say like that, but the, like Cat Power, Sean invited us on a west coast leg of her tour so i don't know if you guys have heard the music cat power no but it's very uh i'm gonna say it's very relaxing um so to have these like skaters with some punk music open up for her (laughs) that was uh hilarious you suck get off the stage what's this bullshit ah, and the more they the more they hit me with that energy the more i just wanted to go gonna give it to you all night to the early sun like ah, oh, i just want to get it to them bitches in the bathroom doing blow like yeah man it was it was good ass times dude one time we played with in um at the baker apartment they were like hey this is a wrap baker apartment's done oh yeah what should we do to end it Let's have the goat play. <laughs> so we played in this teeny ass little apartment and just let it rip. As fin- we tried to get as many songs as we could until the cops came. Damn. <laughs> that was a good outro. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know how to do it, man. Seriously. So what are goat feet, man? Dude, you don't want goat feet, man. <laughs> you don't want goat feet. If you drink a lot and you you get those steady blackouts, where am I? I what happened? And you pass out with your with your socks on, your clothes on, maybe your shoes on, but most importantly, them socks are still on. And you go to take them off, boom, they're like super glued to the bottom of your feet. <laughs> and be like, what is this, bro? I can't even get my socks off, man, because I swear it's the booze oozed out the bottom of your feet, bro. Like uh-huh. all that stank that you, you just fell asleep in, man. And it's like <sighs> trying to get them shits off, you know? Damn, that bro. happened to me one too many times, man. <laughs> I ain't about that goat feet life, man. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. I had to cut. Thank God, man. I got sober, man. <laughs> what does Milky mean? And was that supposed to be a hardware company? Milky. Getting faded. Turn up. That's what that means. Okay. okay. Like, if you if you drunk, if you drunk, you milky. <laughs> How? Why? Why you is that? Mi- you milky. Like, just that. Ugh, what is that? That gross milk that ugh, you can't even see through it. It's just milky. That's the way you look when you're walking around faded. <laughs> you want to black out. You know when your homie's looking through your head talking to you? Just dumb out of it. Like, dude, bro. Like, get your milky ass the fuck away from me, bro. Oh, yeah. Your shit stanks right now. Oh, God. So we, the milky. We know that one. Milky leads to goat feet, man. We trying to dodge all of that. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then, yeah, that that was one company I was going to try to do, Milky Hardware. <laughs> and the fuck, and the little, and the bolts were going to come in these little milk crates. 
You know, like what DJs put their little records in, like, yeah, and you get these little milk crates. It would have been sick. It's kind of fresh. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you bought like a big pack for the shop, right, it would come in the 10 pack and it would be the actual truck, like a milk truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would have all these like individual crates of That's like sick, bolts. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Might have to, I might, hey, we, st- we can still do it. <laughs> we can still do it. Just be by Shake Giant, you know? Milky, man. Yeah. So, what's the meaning of Hurricane Shane? That goes along being milky. <laughs> I'm a tear. I'm a f- all night. To, all night to the early sun. You know what I mean? Like tear the club up. You might get the best dude out. Like, yo, we're having a good time. Then all of a sudden, what happened to my apartment? Why is my place trash? Like, who broke the the mirrors? Who broke the chairs? Like, why is this shit upside down? Like, what happened here? And I didn't even know it was me. And I wake up and they'd be like, yep, that was all you, bro. There's no insurance for Hurricane Shane, huh? <laughs> no, Hurricane Shane was up in the club. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Damn, bro. Oh, oh yeah. Good, good times, man. Good times and bad times, though, man. A lot of, like, what happened and a lot of fucking, like, did I do that? My bad. You st- are we still friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hurricane Shane, so, man. Hurricane Shane got left in the past. Milky got left in the past. But what didn't is Shake Junt. So tell us about the inception of Shake Junt, man. Shake Junt was born when Baker was working on a video. And I was around kind of a different squad at that time. There was a group of friends that I was rolling with that I knew were super good. And like I wanted to see if I could like, I wanted to make a video. And the video is called Shake Junt. And at that time, that wasn't about making it into a company. It was just a homie's video called Shake Junt. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, some of my favorite skaters at the time, you know, that had no sponsors, no nothing. and But they were busting. So I just wanted to make this little video. And Beagle was down. And he was down to kick down a lot of footage. And Andrew and Baker were like, hey, we got all this leftover footage you're welcome to have to, like, make a little montage section in that video called Shake Junt. And I knew that would help maybe sell the video mm-hmm. or at least get some eyes on it, at least. You know, I wasn't really skating that much of the time. I was too busy getting milk. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm at the, I'm staying at my crib, the dungeon, and that's where the homies would come through after they get done skating. They're like, yo, can we come by the dungeon? Come skate, kick it, get drunk, get faded, you know, do this, do that. Like, yeah. And then I just had this little laptop I bought and, we just kept plugging in footage, and I edited that whole shit on iMovie. That's Damn. sick. Yeah, and it's like it, these nasty JPEG images for the cover, and like, but we <laughs> fucking we did that shit, man. We pulled it off, dude. And then we just like sold. I sold that video out of my apartment. Like, yo, you want a baker's dozen? You buy twelve, get one free. We'll even bring whoever to your shop and like have a little, you know, a little premiere if you're into it. And so we had a little premieres here and there, like. It was sick. It was good times, man. And and that's all that was supposed to be, right? right. There wasn't like some vision of me going, oh, I'm going to make that into this and that. Like one thing led to another and I had to get I had to get my shit together, man. And so I went to rehab. While in rehab, figuring out what the hell am I going to do with my life? Well, the homies kept holding it down. Shake junk, shake junk, shake junk. Like they were it was it was a squad. It was like the new version of, of piss drunks at that time for us. So when I got out of rehab and I saw that it was still 
it's still there was a movement there. You know what I mean? Like people were watching that video. We had, you know, a good group of homies. And I was like, what's one thing that everybody needs that we can do? Well, grip tape, bolts, bearings. There it is. And so we just kept that following. Baker Boys Distribution was then born, like literally in that same year. And so when that was born, I was like, Eric, Drew, Jim, what's up? How do you guys feel about me being a part of this with this company called Shake Jump? I already got a little movement going. This is my five-year plan of what I want to do. Like, I'm on a new playing field now, man. Milkman's gone. You know, Hurricane's (laughs) gone. Like, that shit's history. So, but they still kind of are reserved, right? Because I'm in my first year of sobriety. So, it's like, is he going to hold on to this? And Andrew and Jim, um, yeah, they had like maybe two, three years sober already. So, they were like, they're about their business. They knew what was cracking. So, they gave me a shot, though. And... I never looked back, man. I just kept grinding. That's an amazing story. That's fire. Uh, and I just want to shout out to all the homies out there that got their little company and that they're trying to bubble up right now and do what they can. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Like, mm-hmm. But make sure you kick it back to those to the ones that are helping you grow. Like, I mean, it can be, yeah, you can get lost in it. But I didn't have no fucking Instagram, no Facebook. No, no, no. I think MySpace was jumping at that time. <laughs> Top eight, baby. Shouts out to yeah. iMovie, though, man. There's uh, something to be said about just starting a project and finishing it and putting it out. We started this podcast off of GarageBand on the on the iMac, man. It got to start somewhere. That's Yeah. And I swear, like, when I go back looking at that, and maybe you guys, too, it's just like, yo, the times are simpler or just funner. Or like, yeah. whatever, you know? Like, it just, as you naturally grow, more problems are going to come, right? And of course, just, yeah. But you got to start somewhere. Like we interviewed P Rod and edited that shit on GarageBand. Amazing, it's crazy. And that's what's up for P Rod because he's a real one, man. Like you mm-hmm. know, like fuck yeah, I'll give this. I'll, I'll you know, let's do this. Hell yeah, <laughs> he is. He's the goat, man. Yeah. And look at Shake Junt now, man. You're a pillar inside Baker Boys Disc now. We doing all right. <laughs> Speaking of Baker Boys, you get blessed by the boss. Next thing you know, your name's on a board, a Baker board. What did that mean for you at the time after being in the game for so long and kind of having the history that you did? Caught me by surprise, for real. I think anybody that turns pro, maybe it catches them by surprise or maybe they're thinking like, man, when am I going to get that pro model, man? Like, But for me, like I said before, like, I'll – I've been the homie, you know, like I've been the, I'm the homie in the van. I'm the homie in the video. I'm the, you know, I'm, it was just, it was, it caught me by surprise. Like here I was editing this, this video called Chicken Bone Now a Song. (laughs) And that's all I cared about. And I'm in my own lab just like for months editing this video and I got to get it to the premiere on time. And I was so scared about getting it on time. And, and if I let down the people that were in the video, did I do a good job? And they're like, you need to go on stage and like, you know, announce this video because everybody's here. Like, okay, I'll get up on there. And with, you know, the homies are up there with me. And next thing you know, Drew pulls that board out of his jacket. Like, yeah, what's up? You did it. I'm like, for what? What? <laughs> and like, I, it just was unbelievable, man. And, and yeah, I will for always, I will always remember that moment. And did I deserve it? Hey, 
I don't know. That's for the boss hey. to decide, man, and he did. Right, and, and you know what? I love everybody on Baker that like got behind me and shit. So, hey, check that one off the bucket list. Hell yeah, that board exists, man. It ain't going nowhere, dog. You know what I mean? Short lived, but shit, man, I loved it. That was sick. And we went right in. We went right into Bacon Destroy the second after, man. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Bacon Destroy, man, rookie pro in the game, but a veteran at the same time. You dropped arguably your best part in Bacon Destroy. What kind of fire was lit under your ass to put out that part? That pro model, man. <laughs> <laughs> that pro model for real talk. Like, hey, you like somebody believed in me that much to like put my name on a board. I better look back at that video and know that I gave everything I got. Because when I get shit, I'm already old as shit now. But to look back and I go, damn, you really didn't go for it or you didn't try, like I will be pissed. Yeah. So it's like I do that shit for me. For sure. Yeah, like you said, you had some regrets from not skating love and some regrets from your partying days, but at this dude, point homie, you're sober. The whole yeah. dude, all the twenties, the whole twenties <laughs> is just like like watching all my friends turn pro and I'm like yeah we made it like (laughs) what do you not get it like you're not doing shit bro like you might want to step it up a little bit like you're like like Allie's paying for everything Dustin's paying for everything but shit I'm having a great time and whatever but yeah so when I got sober it was like I needed to I fell back in love with skateboarding and I had to get back what I left behind Yo, you know what's so funny? I just made this connection in my head. I'm watching Entourage again right now, and just what you said just made me think. Did you ever watch Entourage? Yeah. Yeah, so your story, your arc is kind of like Turtles. <laughs> where, where you're Turtle. the homie, you're the homie, everyone loves partying with him, but then at one point he's like, I just got to this part, I'm rewatching it, where he's like kind of getting bummed because he just feels like he's always just living off Vince. And then he just went to Mexico, and now he's about to start his Avion tequila thing. That's that was right. Like your shake junk. Like you, you were just along for the ride until it was your time, man. It's dope. Hey, that's what's up, man. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about, but it can make you feel like that because you just caught up in the scene, man, and you're part of that clique, that crew that's turned up and like getting it in. And when you're trying to up the drunks, and that's almost more important than like skating is, yeah. then. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got the message mixed a little bit back then. Mm-hmm. The turtle and the goat got more in common than we may have thought. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so fast forward a bit. You alluded to it. You, Spanky, and Brayden all had your boards removed <clears throat> from Baker. What was going on behind the scenes at the time? And was it all for the same reason or was each case unique? That was that was rough, man, right? So you had Lenosi. Right, oh, OG, too, yeah. like, like one of the very first, you know. I can to be in someone's shoes where you gotta like make those cuts is gotta be, you know, one of the hardest things someone's gotta do for sure. And you're looking at your company as like, what's the future look like? Now, can you have it to where everybody gets to be a part of it, and we make this like legacy things or whatever you gotta do? Or you just got to be like, hey, man, this is this is going to be it. So when Lenosi, Braden, Spanky, and myself got the boards taken away, um, I can only speak for myself, right? So I knew the writing was on the wall already for me. Like, 
yo, my knee, like I went through one of the worst injuries ever when I broke my kneecap. And so I was trying to fight fight through that, and I did. I put out Chicken Bone Nails on. I put out Bacon Destroy. But I think those back-to-back videos really put the damage on what I had left. And I was already like, you got to know, I turned pro. What? That was 36 years old or something when I turned pro. Like, that might be for the record books. Like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew I was just like, you know what? And I remember telling Andrew, like, hey, why don't you take my board away and give it to the next kid? You know, like, that deserves that slot. Right. And he was like, all right, like, you sure? You know, like, I just, I knew that he needed to make room. He had all these kids coming up, and they needed to turn pro, too. And maybe those dudes at the time, like, Spanky was drinking a lot. Maybe Braden wasn't holding it down as much as he used to. Or maybe his time was up. Or Jeff was just like, hey, man, I've already put in so much time on my skateboard. Like, I'm ready to make this transition. You know, so, yeah, that, that was a hard one, man. And then when it got when it happened, right? I mean, I'll never forget this shit. We went out to lunch. It was me, him, and Eric. And he's like, "Yo, man, I had to do these hard ass cuts." Like I went and met with them, and I was like, "All right, so who who's left on the team?" He goes to. I was like, "Yo, where's my name?" He goes, "Yeah, you said you wanted to give your board away. What you mean? Like it's done? Yeah, you cut too?" It's <laughs> like, "No, man. Oh shit!" <laughs> so then I, I I flipped it on myself, right? I was like, "Oh man, I was I didn't think you were really gonna go through with what I said." Like, no, man. So I like oh, shit. got bumped. Yeah. So I kind of like fucked that up a little bit, but uh, no, it's all good now. I look back and be like, "That's it was the right thing to do," you know. Um, and, and and so yeah, on and so yeah, forth, yeah. man. He's gonna he's gonna have to continue to make cuts, you know. And 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 I've seen him have to make cuts, even like whatever, man. Like it sucks, and he don't like doing it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, this is a tough job, man. Um, well, you've got a massive team on your hands. You got to make cuts sometimes, or is is it shake jump for life? It, it, you know what? I'm gonna keep it shake jump for life. <laughs> That's fire. That's what's up. Because it's a it, it, at the end of the day, it's a grip tape company, it's a bolt company, and it's a bearing company. But first and foremost, it kind of like naturally turned into the grip tape company, and yeah. it's grip, man. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't the board company that is your foundation. You need to like get on the shoe companies and the clothing companies to make that money. Like that, mm-hmm. that's everything. You know? Yeah. Like. A grip tape brand can't be the company that holds you accountable to make more money or to get on these other companies. I'm going to help you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to like put out these little video parts for you or, or try to pump you on the gram or let you be a part of this movement and shit. But I can't be the company that's going to like save your career. Yeah, or the like, catalyst for your career. Nah, like a board company is. You know what I'm saying? So... And, and that can be kind of tough too. Like if you rode for Baker and then you got kicked off, but you still on Shake Junt, but then it, <laughs> you know it, it. I bet that feels awkward, you know. And I hope it doesn't for some of the homies that are in that situation because I got nothing but love for you, man. But you know, like don't get it twisted with me and Andrew. Like that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. he's just doing what nobody wants to do. No, but he's the bad guy, right? He the bad guy. Like man, start your own company. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you, you, you did it perfectly. You don't have to make cuts, man. It can be tough, man. Yeah, for sure, because it's such a family, right? It's so tight, and just like when that gets done, it's almost like 
well, shit, I guess we were really fam then, huh? You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. well, oh, fuck, It must man. be so awkward yeah, for was, a bit. Yeah, dude, it, it's rough, man. Or what if he just deaded it? Like, you know what? <laughs> it's all gone. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to go ride for fucking whatever. Anti-hero. Man, you done Peace. That. <laughs> you could have done, done that multiple that so times. times. You could be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just So done many with times, man. Dealing you, with this shit. Yeah, it's not like Baker was like paying his fucking rent at one point you know what i'm saying like he's had some fucking hard times with that brand and like he stuck it out and put his neck out for it and like let his homies ride you know like gave yeah. them a piece to shine like here's some boards here's a little bit of cheddar like i won't take home nothing you know it's yeah. a testament to him. yeah you yeah. guys must have had some awkward family times with with the the amount of people that at a certain time rode for like america baker and shake jump and then if you get let go from one and then there's maybe a chain reaction that must be so weird or you're still on one but not the others yeah that is the that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) so you've been sober for a long long time now big props on that you've also seen a lot of talent come and go and as an og who's been through the highs and lows do you offer advice when you see the next generation partying a little too hard or you just hope that they can figure it out on their own? No, I'm there definitely for if they want to hear it. If they don't want to hear it, I'm not trying to spit it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, you know, I've been there. I've been there, done that myself. So to each his own. If it starts to get heavy, I'm going to lend a voice. If they want to take my advice, cool. If they don't, hey, it's there for you to put on the table to fucking nibble on or fucking take it all the way to, to help you in life, you know? But I'm always going to be there for mm-hmm. you, homies, like, no matter what. It must be crazy. You, Jim, Eric, and Andrew, you know, having the, the 20s and, like, growing up the way you guys did and then like still skating at a high level all of you guys and then seeing like the next next generation then the next like you were saying like all these chapters of baker over the years but one way or another these young guys you know they get old enough to start partying and it's like it's like a movie you're just watching on repeat so it must be it must be weird to look at for you guys you know what i mean it is man sometimes it gets it goes there and you got to let go because as much as you want to be like, yo, chill, man, like that's a slippery slope, man, that could turn into this or that. Like, oh, don't make that decision or you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, these kids are going to have to learn on they're going to have to learn on their own. But Mm -hmm. it starts off like, hell, yeah, and all this and that. But once they get to that age, like 18 or whatever, it's go time, you know, like, fuck these old heads. I'm going to do me. (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's you know what's really cool though is it's like when i look at a session sometimes and it's like damn it's like me andrew uh zach allen and spanky and it's like that age gaps of all is is pretty crazy and it's like everybody's just getting along as if we've known each other forever and that's when you know like oh this shit Mm -hmm. this is never gonna stop it sucks when guys go through the phase where they're almost like too cool for, like skateboarding it's not cool to like want to skate as much and other things start to distract you that must be the most frustrating to see that happening slowly and in some cases you know careers are cut short just because you know they're going to come around in the end yeah yeah it's, it's it can be it can be crazy but then there's these other cats right 
So when we were up in the drunks, it was like we didn't we didn't put skating first. It was get loaded first. You know, so I see these other kids and I'm like, damn, they can they can skate and get drunk at the same damn time. And and they can do it and they can do it really good. Or when I watch yeah. some of the homies just like smoke so much weed and skate the <laughs> biggest rails and I'm like, how the fuck? How? How? Wow. Okay. So you know, there's that generation now where it's just like get buck and skate at the same damn time. And that's crazy to watch. Yeah, no, for sure. I I never been able to do both, man. Nah, never. I never could. Like if I tried, dude, no way. I feel like our group of friends was like when we would start drinking you try to do flat ground tricks and you can't even do them man that, yeah like it's the joke skating to the bar trying to fucking nollie heel on flat and you can't even do it that was it right yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> uh, one person brought their board and then yeah. everyone's trying to do a flip trick at the end of the night after the bar slamming all over the place we used to just focus everybody's boards like we ain't built like this next generation man no <laughs> you have a turned up you know persona on camera you know, acting a fool, the jokester, but uh, chilling with you a few days, a few years back in Toronto, you're cool, calm, collected, mellow guy. Do you ever feel like you have to turn it on when you just want to chill? Like if you're doing a demo or a signing or whatever kind of shit like that, how do you balance the two? A demo can be, can be like that, right? Well, it's just like, even if you the skater, like it's go time, baby. Like, yeah. These kids came here to watch you bust and you're just going to sit down and smoke a fucking joint. Really? Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know how long they've been waiting for you to like see you switch heel or do whatever the fuck you do. Like, come on, man. Like, so I'm not saying you got to go out there and put that Olympian sport jacket on and just do you like, but at least give them something. To remember, man. So yeah, there can be times when it's like, I used to grab the megaphone, right? I used to be that guy at the demos. And that that was, you know, I loved doing it. But at times, there was times where I was like, shit, man, like, I kind of, I just want to go catch a no slide or something and just, like, be in the cut. But I'm going <laughs> to put on, I'm going to put on, you know, like, I'm going to put on, for sure. Yeah, I remember meeting you. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Shane's about to be getting <laughs> bucked. And you were just so chill. You were just like, yo, you got you got some ledge spots downtown. Like I just want to go skate skate around. That's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You catch me in the Hurricane Shane day, you would have been oh this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so shit. yeah, it just got it just got a uh, you know toned toned to a certain situation where I can control it a little bit better. But I always got to bring the hype, man. Like what's up? We're here skating together. We're doing our thing. Like let's you know this should be fun. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. The session always needs some energy, man. Yeah. So we talked about your band a little bit, but you were also on a track with Little Wayne, man. What, what was that like? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even saw the dude. No, it was crazy, man. The, uh, <laughs> for real, I, I did. I did my recording at my at Brian Michaud's house. Oh Little shit! B. Yeah, big business, big business productions. Yeah, so I got a. I got a phone call from Little Wayne's manager at the time. She still might be. I'm not sure. Um, saying, hey, Little Wayne's about to call you. Pick up. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, sure enough, this, this New York number calls. I don't pick up because I'm like kind of like, 
I don't know. I just didn't believe this shit. And then there was a vo- there's a voicemail like, yo, this is Wheezy. You need to pick up, man. I'm trying to get this track done. I call him back and I'm like, we start chopping it up. And he's like, yeah, I need this song done. I want you on it. I'm going to have my homie send you over the, uh, the song and then just record your part and send it back to me. I'm going to need it by tomorrow. Wow. And I was like, say less. Let's go. I sat there, opened up this beat and just wrote my lyrics, called up Brian, was like, hey, man, like I know you got because he records music. He went to engineering school for that. So I went to his house and just recorded what I thought he would like. And it was just like a Hail Mary, right? Just like, there it is, man. I sent it to you. You got it. And he called me back at like four in the morning, like, this shit's off the chain. We're running with it. You made the cut. We're, we're going to do it. I didn't even get to hear his verses. So know that. Like, when I'm making my, when I'm putting my lyrics on, I have no idea where to go on this track. Mm-hmm. So here's this, like, five minute song or whatever and i gotta like figure out like all right well shit i'll just put my little one minute on there and see if he likes it and maybe we'll go from there he just took it and ran with it and next thing you know it's and i'm like is it a mixtape is it a studio album like what is it really and i had no clue and next thing i know it's out like yo this album is out I am not a human being. Part two is out. And me and Beagle go run into the store Amoeba at the time. And there it was. And we flip it in the back. And I'm the last track before the bonus section. So I made the main track. It's like featuring Shane High. I'm like, Beagle Mike. Woo! <laughs> That's crazy. We did go Gonna give it to you? Oh, not too early, son. <laughs> Yeah, man. And then I just, yeah, that was fucking like, that was, that was a huge, huge, huge moment, man. But I never got a free CD. I never got a vinyl. I didn't get no money. Oh, nothing. None of that shit. None of that shit. So, yeah. So it's like, but the dope part was Lil Wayne was skating so damn much that he showed up to the Death Wish video premiere, which was happening in that same year I got on that album. And he sat behind me and I'm like, yo, what's up, man? I'm Shane. He's like, yeah, I know, man. I've put you on the fucking album. I was like, I don't know. Like, we've never met face to face. (laughs) So I just want to say what's up and a big thank you. Shout out to Wheezy. That's insane. No check, though. Come on, Wheezy. (laughs) Does Birdman have that money? Hey, to his his knowledge, he probably knows that, like, yeah, he's taken care of, right? (laughs) He's been taken care of. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to be the person to be like, Where's my shit or whatever? I mean, that dude that dude gave me a shot to be on, like, a Little Wayne album, not even a mixtape. So yeah. it's like, uh, that's good enough for me, man. That song is hijinks, though, man. That song yeah. is crazy. It ain't like Wheezy sending out the e-transfers for his features. <laughs> yeah. uh, Yo, I'm trying to get to the level where I have someone making a pre-phone call for my phone call, man. <laughs> He didn't even pick it up. You're like, ah, damn, fuck. I'm gonna make Wheezy leave the voicemail. Oh, you gotta know, I was just in shock. I was like, one, why are you call- you really calling me to tell me Little Wayne's about to call me? Like, come on, like the jokes, man, that is not real. And then you're like, yo, oh, I was like by myself and latest shit. I was like, damn, is that really? Yep, that's him. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, That's crazy. We got, we got to flip it though. One time we got to get we got to get Wheezy on a goat track. Yo, yeah, change Good. it up. Teach that homie how to no slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to learn how to like get off the ground, man. These like sloppy board slide type things he does ain't cutting it. No, I'm just kidding. 
he goes for it. So, yo, you and all the elder statesmen over at Baker Boys keep pushing the limits of fucking shredding the streets. We ain't getting any younger. How long are you trying to be out there shredding, man? Oh, you already know. Till the, till the wheels fall off, baby. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Bro, you sir, got another man. 10 years of Half Cab Crook reverts or what, man? Uh, yeah. I mean, I found something I love to do, and I'm going to do it till I die. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. You got the record for potentially latest date to turn pro, so maybe you'll have the oldest no slide nolly heel in the history of skating. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I'm gonna get it. Watch. <laughs> ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna take that from <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. You locked that up for sure. Hell yeah. So what's next, brother? What you working on? Oh, I'm skating and filming, man. Ain't no thing. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed, man. We're doing the same shit as when we were young as shit to where we are now, man. Like, I just filmed a line the other day and I was just huffing and puffing, getting it done. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't even know. Because we are, okay, we're working on the new video. Shake John's bringing another one to the table. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's called Shrimp Blunt. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's fire. Who knows, man? We might be coming to your town soon enough. If we get out this pandemic, man, that would be tight. Go skate, get a clip or two. Hell yeah. When I hear shrimp yeah. in a skateboard context, I obviously think of Antoine Dixon. I would love to see a clip in there, but who knows? Hey, you never know, man. But that's what that's what that's what we're all working on right now. And there's a big team and we'll see who comes out shining for the who can get a full part, who's a montage. But it's gonna be a fun video. Hey man, I'ma get that shrimp. Get get get. get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shrimp blood, baby. Let's go. Yo yo yo, it's rapid fire with the ghost, and as always, we brought to you by Dickies. This week, you know we talking the relaxed fit straight leg carpenter duck jeans a five-star customer favorite one of my favorite dickies pants it's the holiday season so wait no longer go get yourself a pair they're a great value and must have for long days on the clock for us blue collar boys and girls out there dickies get some rapid fire hey let's get it shane he's ready Straight into it, man. Favorite skater? Mike Carroll. Favorite video? Plan B, questionable. Favorite video part? Javante Turner, love child. Favorite style? Javante Turner. <laughs> Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I'm not going to even say a skater. I'm going to say these videos because these videos warped my mind, man. That's all the old World Industry videos. Love Child, Snuff, Falling Down, New World Order, Questionable, Virtual Reality, 20 Shot Sequence, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. That's two people and you already know what time it is. That's my man Jamie Foy. Look out. And a shot where two goat men right there. Oh yeah, I just saw true, that, like true Saudis right pink there. Front crook man. Forget yeah, about it. This guy's not human. Nah, neither of them. Favorite trick? That switch heel for life, baby. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest trick for you? 
Ooh, Andrew, man, I don't know. Frontside flips, man. I do not understand the shit. I don't know. Get it. I've only done two on flat in my life. That's that. Yeah. Fuck that trick. I want to see one on on your story or a hard post. I need to see at least an attempt. I will work. That's it, man. I'm shouting you out. I'm doing it, man. This this frontside flip goes out to the butt. (laughs) Most illegal trick. Oh, Benny Hanna? <laughs> that shit is fucking like, why? <laughs> like, what? How did it? What? I don't get it, man. I guess if I could do it, fuck it. I fucking. Nah, fuck that. Fuck Benny Hanna's. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Mmm. There's a. Okay, there's a couple, right? I'm going to give it to you right here. Switch nose, big spin, down, hubba, hide out. Damn. Got, like, to me, Hubba was everything. And if you stepped to Hubba, it was just like, and that that one will stay with me forever. Hell yeah. That's bar. Got that shit for the stereo video. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then uh, Fakey Ollie Bricktown. That shit, I went back so many times. So many times. If you ever watched that video, Toy Machine, Jump Off a Building, yeah. the very, 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 very end. You see this dude just try to fakey ollie, hit the floor, and slide on his back while the <laughs> announcer's like, y'all got to get out of here. Ain't no skateboarding. Oh, we got to find that. We got to find that. That was me. But to find, to find the make, though, you got to go to, uh, what was that video? The New Horizon. The that was like a homie video that the, uh, the homie Mar- uh, Mark Nisbet put out. That one's got, got a good piss trunk section in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? There's been a lot, man. I ain't gonna lie. There's been a lot, dude. Kick, kickflip, Davis, Andrew. Damn. Ain't no fucking bungee. Ain't no little go kart pushing them. Like, no, that's all just straight (laughs) pushing. Like, bah. That thing was huge. I really didn't think it was possible to like. When you get up there and look at that thing, you're like, dude, you're gonna kickflip this, bro. Handled that shit, man. Stay gold. That's very heel down Hollywood 16 he did. That's no joke. You don't see too many people flipping down that thing. That's big body shit. Yep. Ellington, switch frontside flip, lip slide down USC. Ain't never seen nobody do that shit. That was crazy. Crazy. And then pretty much, I mean, anything Figgy, my man Figgy or Foy, when you go see those men go to work, it's look out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fuck. what's the one trick that got away <laughs> one trick that got away it kind of still stains it was a long time ago it was 411 days uh, there was this rail at UCI you probably know it as the Heath Kirchart back nose blunt um, in his all blue dickies where about a 10 stair rail yeah I tried yeah. to no side big spin it back in the day and I couldn't do it and Allie was with me and he didn't have his board, so Jeff Rowley puts, puts together whatever pieces of he had in his trunk and goes, here you go, Ali, you can just skate this shit. It was probably, everything was off balance, right? Too big a board, wrong trucks. He switch-tailed it and switch-lipped it in seconds. Damn. And that day, just, that's the trick for me that got away, but it was also the best day because my man got down. Yeah, got right. that got that 411 probably opener that dun 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 
What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Now, biggest bunt, that's someone talking that talk yo shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Late night to the early sun with man Dustin Dolan. We're on a good one. Four in the morning, something like that. You already know. He starts doing them squats. Yo, I'm about to go to Carlsbad. Let's go to Carlsbad. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> He's like, that's it. I'm a front heel that shit. I'm a front side heel from Carlsbad. He starts trying to make phone calls to like Beagle. Like, yo, let's go in the morning. Let's go in the morning. I was like, bro, it's four in the morning already. What do you mean in the morning? He's like, well, I'll be good to go. <laughs> Once that shit laid off, man, we were done. Out cold. <laughs> Ain't no Carl's bad front heel going down, bro. Come on, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love that. Dolan. But you know what? My man Dolan did go back and did try that shit. And you can catch it on those hijinks tapes of him getting robbed. Oh, fuck. God, little man yeah. stuck so many. Just fastest flick in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big body gap for Dustin. Oh, yeah. What's the last new trick you learned? Slappy front crooks. Holy oh, shit. shit. That thing... That took me a minute to understand what the fuck going on. I still can't hug it, but I can I can get a little, you know. <laughs> Dream job after skating. I want to do voiceovers for like cartoons or like animations. Dude, you should. Yo, that would be you sick. Should. If the bunt ever does a cartoon, like a little cartoon thing, let me get on that shit, man. Let's do this. We need that Yo. bunt cartoon. All of Done. us be characters. <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> D Jones, Goatmouth Gumbo. Like, we got the characters already laid up. That's oh, a wrap. That's a fact. Favorite local brand? Local brand. This isn't a brand, but my man's puts in that work to might as well be. That's that's Mike Gigliotti, his skate shop, Lottie's. Oh, sick. Oh, he yeah. does so much do it yourself, like, helps out so many kids, does so much for the skate community. Like, all his art going on t-shirts, all his... Dude, he's sick with it, man. I love that fool, man. He's doing it right. Shout out Lotties. Big time. That's what's up. Favorite local skater? Local skater. I've been skating with this kid, uh, Olin Prennett. He's sick with it. Catch him, at the, catch him at the OG courthouse doing his thing. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I don't even know if I regret it, but you guys might regret seeing me ride for it, and that'd be Grind King Trucks. <laughs> but I, lo I, I love this shit because they believed in your boy and uh, they gave me my first full page ad and I'll never forget that what? shit like what I got an ad I'll ride with you grind king let's go little Allen key kingpin and gotta bring my tool with me in case it fucking falls apart let's ride uh, and now look at all these companies making that little fucking Allen key kingpin man grind king the leader champion of that shit oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the ad the ad was a uh it was like a, it was a switch nose slide down like a six stair handrail dude that's fucking fresh i was i was psyched i remember that it was like yesterday i had rick Kosick taking the photos the og men of the fucking big brother magazine like i was nervous as shit like had me do it a bunch i had my fresh ass nikes on i was like let me get this fucking ad bro grind king <laughs> <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Beagle. One. Ism. Shout out my man Beagle. Yes. Worst teammate ever? None, man. I ride with all my homies. Well, you got to pick one, yo. <laughs> shit. If I got to pick one. one, okay, if I'm rooming with my man Beagle, shit, dude. You be snoring because like, it's so bad that it's like I can't even like, I can't even explain. 
I can't. I'm talking ear. I'm talking earplugs and pillows over my shit, and it's still rocking the fucking ship. Like, it's gnarly. It's buck. Savage. It's buck. Worst company. I mean, if I go back in the day, wasn't there? There's a company speaking of trucks. I think there was a web trucks. Like the shits look like spider webs <laughs> or some shit. Like no, those shits were crazy. What, yeah. what, what was that? <laughs> Like they were had some little, wild base plates, yo. Like yo, yeah. right? They were crazy, man. Like, and then there was a. I'm sure that I'm sure you've heard it before, but like two fish shoes. Like, I love using that phrase to this day. Like somebody thought their shit was tight called two fish, <laughs> and I caught him jealous because I'm like, damn, two fish would be a sick ass. That's a sick ass name, man. Two fish. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So bad that it's good. Right. Worst trend. Oh, paint on pants. Like, you might as well just got a, some spray paint and just shaved your legs <laughs> and spray painted your shit and been like, I'm cool. Good to go. Cool. <laughs> Ain't nobody got tighter shit than me, bro. Check it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, but some of your boys fucking went through that they, phase hard, man. Man, they love that shit. <laughs> They also made good money with that shit, right? They were like, That's true. Give, true. Me my, give me my signature paint on pants. They were trendsetters, man. They fucking changed some fuck, man. They fucked up the game for a minute there, bro. Like, I used to hate when uh, I was on crew back in the day, and sometimes I'd order like some <laughs> fresh pants off the website, thinking there's nice and baggy. And yo, them shits would, oh, my legs are too thick for that shit. The K-Slims. Yeah. Yo! The, man, they went tighter than that, though, too, man. That's, that was crazy. That yeah, was one nuts. year one year I wore a pair of the spray-on crew jeans <laughs> as a Halloween costume, and I was like a hipster. Hey. That's how bad it was, though. Fuck. And then they they had the biggest, because shoes were big back then, too. So it was yeah, big-ass yeah. shoes with the paint-on pants and the fuck, oh, my God. That shit was crazy. Yeah. And then they skated the biggest shit, too. So I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait. <laughs> Trying to astral project through the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Worst style. Oh, worst style. That is the worst style. What do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Come on. You want me to pick somebody? Because I mean, shit. You were rocking them tight pants, man. You were fucking up, man. You were fucking up. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. If your homie's rocking headphones, listening to music while you trying to get it in with the crew, that does not make any sense. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you skating with headphones on when we're trying to gas each other up to get this nose slide? Come on. <laughs> like, I can't even yell at you or nothing. You're I can see that being extremely frustrating for you. Oh, you're just zooming by me like, bro, are we not here? Like, fuck it, man. Like, I guess not. Like, I heard I, I heard Vinny say uh, somebody that's on their phone, right? Just like you on the gram looking at skating while you're at the like, okay, you yeah. check check in a little bit. But like, pick your bed, head back up because your homeboy is two hours in the game trying to get the no slide donkey heel flip out. And like. <laughs> He kind of needs your support right now. So you put a little attention on that and say, you got this, yeah. like, or something. Oh, like, that would help, maybe. But I don't know. You want to see. I, I don't blame you, though. Shit. You can watch P Rod do this 20 times better, probably, on the Instagram. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hope your homies fucking pump you up because you definitely put your energy out there to pump them up. I know, right? What's up? I, I hope you homies are hearing this shit right now. And- <laughs> 
Nobody. Nah, my man, my man Beagle got my back. That's true. true. My man Beagle got my back. We've been we've been rocking since day one, and we still doing that same shit. And that shit is skating, making music, and fucking spreading that fucking good shit. Yeah, he keeps your energy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, We got to get him on one day. He might have to hook that up. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, because if he, I feel bad for him though. Because when he's filming me, it's like I don't. Not one trick in my life has ever come easy. So. We going to war, man. We putting in that work for that switch nose, shove it nose, slide, big spin out. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) Got to get yours, man. Got to get yours. We dancing. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview. Dude, thanks again, man. That was dope. Oh, thanks you guys, man. Thanks for spreading that good good, man. Yes, the butt, you dig? Fuck yeah. Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. Gear you can count on from the worksite to the streets. All right, Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Chris Narlimbos. Yo, Bunters, big fan of the pod. It's nice to hear certain skaters' takes and history in seemingly unfiltered way. Some of the skate podcasts don't seem as genuine and always seem to be selling some product or random narrative, so thank you for the shop talk. My question is, how important is the music and skate videos to you? Do you think a bad song can ruin a good part? And when working on your own parts, has choosing the song you skated to been important? Secondarily, if there's time, how impactful have skate videos been in the music you listen to? For me, it completely shaped my music taste. Shout out to Berling Skate Shop in Ottawa. All the homies abroad, stay safe out there. Charlie Bowens forever. That's some real talk, man. I think it's almost as important as the skating, man. Especially when we were growing up and it was all full-length videos, you know. When we were downloading things and we were in school and we had our MP3 players and our CD players, all it was was skate video music on there. Like, I didn't even know what music I liked to listen to. I just listened to skate video music. Yeah, same here, man. When, when we only had space for, like, 20 songs on them shits. Yeah. Best believe it was all Appliary parts. Yeah, or, like, I would be listening to Ave's song from the DC video. Like, I remember listening to that one so goddamn much. The Ted Nugent track. And, like, I didn't know who the hell Ted Nugent was or another track, but that didn't matter, man, because it was Ave's track. So obviously it was it was definitely huge. Um, I was out here listening to fucking placebo. So it's <laughs> fucking Rick McCrank's track, dog. Oh god. I don't know if I had that one. That one was too annoying. Cody had that one. <laughs> Can you give us a sound bite of it? No, no. <laughs> uh secondly, do you think a bad song can ruin a good part? Uh, sadly so, man. Like I believe so. Definitely. Hundo P. Yeah. Hundo P. You have an example of one? Uh, honestly, I hate to say it, but I might have said this one before. I was really looking forward to Chima's part in the real video, and I just couldn't get down with that song. It, it was, he had so many bangers, but I just felt like it didn't work. Yeah. And uh, kind of killed the rewatchability a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. 
All right, next up, we got a voice note from Bunt Listener League legend, Matt Kelly. I have a feeling this has something to do with our matchup a couple weeks back, man. What's up, spicy beef? What's up, fucking Donovan, the lumberyard regular? Uh, The fucking Sunday night sniper of sin. Fucking you and Travis Kelsey, man. A match made in heaven. You ruined my whole weekend. I had Clyde Edwards-Alaire putting up the game of his young career. And it didn't fucking matter. I went on top. And then it all came crashing down on me when Travis Kelsey had that game-winning fucking catch. My fucking boy DJ Chark, wide receiver one for Amp Scramble. Couldn't do shit. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, nothing. Seven points. Replaced. Um, Chase Claypool's my fucking guy, but wasn't no match for Travis, Devontae Adams, Kyler Murray. I mean, it's an all-star squad. I can't lie. Uh, anyway, I just watched the Vans video. Uh, thought I'd get my mind off things. And I saw a lot of B-roll motifs from other videos that I'm not really that into. Um, ones like the brooding, intellectual, uh, in a hunk of junk car that you gotta spend a fucking million bucks on to get a few rides in. Um, I'm over that. Uh, it's not in the Vans video, but I'm over security guard fights. Like, I'm not 13 no more. Uh... That shit's petty. Uh, what else do you guys think, B-roll-wise, can be retired from skate videos? Uh, is there anything you want to see more of? Let me know. I'll see you in a couple weeks, spicy beef. Oh. All right, so what Mac is alluding to happened a couple weeks back. There's a little bit of a backlog in the post office right now, but we had a big-time matchup, me and Mac. He was losing all day. He forfeited probably at around 3 p.m. on Sunday. And then, like you said, Clyde had a nice game, so he started to make a comeback Sunday night, started feeling himself. And I had to warn him that, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to score the game-winning touchdown. He's going to put an end to your week, man. And it's exactly what happened, man. Mac, I can't say I didn't warn you. But now he's referring to a matchup with Spicy Beef, a.k.a. the Ghost. And uh, Ghost, man, you got anything to say to Mac about your matchup? You guys have been waiting a long time for this one. Yeah, I've got to say I fell asleep about 30 seconds into that 10-hour-long 10, 10 voice note. Trim it up, bruv. Come on now. Uh, our matchup ain't over, so I ain't speaking on it. But uh, what was the actual question? Um, some B-roll shit that... I'm definitely over his fucking people rolling up weed on the session. Also, don't need to see any of that. I definitely agree with the in the van shots, overseeing all that shit. Shit I'd like to see more of. Maybe what like Ian Reed video style B-roll. Tim O'Connor and Brian Wenning rocking wrestling masks in hotels, doing fucked up shit. We, we could see some more of that. Alright, next up we got an email from Connor Shanley. Sup, Bunt? There's a lot of talk about illegal tricks on the show these days, so I thought I'd go the other way. What are some tricks you guys would consider highly legal, being that they generally always look good? 
Of course, you can always make cool tricks look bad, just like the right person can make an illegal trick look good. But what are some tricks you're almost never bummed to see? How would you define a highly legal trick? I would personally go with a back nose grind 180, switch back nose grind, fakey front shove, or even just a long, fast back tail or backsmith. See Nick Stain. The more basic the trick, the easier the answer. So don't just call it a day with an easy switch tray answer. <laughs> Forgive me if you guys have covered this already. I've made it most of the way through the catalog, but I haven't heard every episode. Best podcast in the game. Keep it up. All love. Connor from the Bay Area. Shouts, Connor. We've never had that question. It's an original. Thank you. Highly legal trick, man. Yo, the tricky thing about Backsmith is sometimes they can be real bad, man. Like people, if you don't do them dipped like Nick Stain, they could look terrible. Um, I'm going to say one trick that I love to see that it's hard to make look bad is uh, Fakey Crook. That's a good fresh trick always oh switch front shove nose manny if you can do that it's gonna look fucking good i like that one agreed all right next up we got an email from ben wilkinson hey dudes with toronto in another lockdown and winter approaching where are you guys planning on skating this winter skate loft closing makes it way tougher to skate do you know of any covered parking garages or areas in the t dot anyway keep killing the pod Ryan's episode was sick. When's my box coming? This guy a patron? We owe him a box or something? Um, parking garages, man. When we were young, we skated the path, dog. I don't know if that's still a thing. Do people still do that? I mean, those spots didn't go anywhere. I'm sure you could barge it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 28 days is the lockdown for TDOT. Wait it out and then get in the loft if we're allowed, I guess. I just saw Dylan Barnes skating an underground on his story today i don't know where it is but just go explore man that's the only way to do it no, you get off to, your ass kid <laughs> you can go to cj's but you gotta wear a shield dog <laughs> all right next up we got an email from elijah luna ayo was good bunt been listening to the bunt since the beginning of quarantine i'm 22 and i and i watch a lot of old footy because it gets me hyped to skate and i genuinely like it Personally, I think a lot of new shit that comes out nowadays is lackluster. Whew. There are exceptions. When I chill with the homies, they get bummed if I put on old footy. I'm talking Trilogy, LeVar McBride, Reese Forbes, Eastern Expansion 3, and Todd Jordan, Wheels of Fortune. Fam, am I being a kook for putting my homies onto old footy? Hell no. Bro, are you? That's an old soul right here, man. What are you talking Classic about? shit. I, I appreciate that. You know what's funny? Like in our group chat, we have a one Instagram group chat where we always send each other skate clips and shit. But I used to make fun of our boy Ryan DeRoche. Or not make fun of him, but like... Actually, no, I did kind of make fun of him when he'd never seen Danny Renaud's part uh. in Mosaic. And I always used to give him a hard time and be like, yo, you got to go watch some old skate videos, fool, because he's younger. Like, what, probably like 10 years younger than us. Yeah. But now he's the one he's always sending clips to the group chat from the oh, vintage yeah. skate shit. Like, so I, I love that, man. That, like, you got to fucking watch who came before you. And especially these days, like you said, a lot of the shit coming out these days is dusty as fuck. And I feel like we kind of are a bit past the golden era of skate videos. 100%. So it doesn't hurt to go back and uh, watch some classics. And uh, 
course you're friends yo lavar mcbride in those days are you fucking kidding me one of the best styles of all time dude all three of those guys that he's talking about are fucking yeah. clean man you're doing you're doing what not many people are man so keep doing it it's fucking easy to go to thrasher and watch the newest video you know all right next up we got an email from james toem howdy bump boys the hugo episode was an instant classic as the legend himself would say i ye ye say fuck now that winter is creeping in and donald's a daddy it's about time you start looking to the future after facetiming ian duke the other day i got thinking about how important it is to have a dedicated man cave a place where a man can chill and relax a place that is both comfortable and geared towards our masculine needs duke has certainly mastered this now i want to hear what your dream man cave looks like let's do this rapid fire style what color are the walls of the man cave painted uh i'll stick with white yeah they're white what kind of floor surface are you running in the man cave when i think of a man cave i think of a basement so basement's kind of cold so i'm gonna go with some carpet man. yeah fuck it. what single sports poster are you hanging on the wall any kobe maybe when he's ripping his jersey to the side after he uh, won his mm -hmm. fifth championship fire i'm going bobby Orr. if you know bobby Orr and you know hockey you know the one jumping over the guy what single skate poster are you hanging on the wall gotta be something old school maybe any brian winning for me probably fred golf switch five oh hubba hide up maybe winning switch back one love cover Ooh, that's dope what single autographed wall board are you putting on the wall i have a scott kane autographed board Good so one. that one but it's his uh guest board on blind but i mean it's got the autograph already so I'm gonna I'm keep that one. It would have been sick if it was a bootleg board, but all good. I have an autograph board on my wall right now. It's fucking uh, it's Morgan's first blind board autographed. I think it's the streetcar. Made him feel so. weird and autographed that shit, obviously. What single autographed sports jersey would you have on the wall? I would go with Carson Wentz because most people hate him. I love him. Led me to two fantasy championships after a long long drought i would go kobe or shaq my two basketball gods what beverage brand will sponsor your fridge hey man it's the only buzz around here dog keep them green shout out to steam whistle what one table sport setup are you rocking man i wouldn't go table sport i'd go fucking dartboard classic shit i go ping pong all day every day oh fuck how did i think of that that's actually the one for sure um, what one skate video will you have? If it's, if it's only one, I'm just going flip, sorry. Fire. I go modus. What one sports video game will you have? Uh, shit. I haven't been good at a sports video game in so long, so I'll go all the way back to the last time I remember being decent. And it was NHL 98 for computer. <laughs> With your fucking New Jersey Devils? Hell yeah, Sakura all day. I, if you had NHL and I'm creating my own, I'll take a Madden game. It doesn't matter. Or actually, no, I'd go FIFA. I like FIFA. What legendary stadium chair would you have? Maple Leaf Gardens, I guess. Uh, I'd probably just go Raptors. ACC? Yeah, Raptors ACC. What legendary skate spot artifact would be on the shelf? 
One spot that we spend a lot of time at that we never go to now, it's capped. I mean, we could still probably skate it. Some sort of, maybe like a, a cap from U of T Triangle, man. That spot. We were there a lot. Take a chunk of wall ledge at Commerce. Yo, that would be sick. And for Ants 1, what is the stereo system looking like? Keep up the good work, boys. Oh, you know we have to have the full setup. KRKs or Panasonics. Um, you know, some CDJs whenever I feel like, you know, mixing some music and just a nice setup to produce. And I'm stoked. Yo, this is a great question, though. Respect. Yo, thanks, James. Hope you're good overseas. Stay safe, brother. All right, next up, we got an email from Sean Ruana. Howdy, Bunk Crew. Hope you haven't gotten bombarded with this topic by now, but I just finished listening to the Walker Ryan episode where you discussed the term Chinese nollie and figured I'd chime in. From what I understand, the term originated from the trick being, for lack of a better term, a cheaper nollie, and because of that, some folks find the Chinese tie-in to be a bit troublesome. Personally, I prefer to call the trick a fakey nollie, pronounced like fakey nollie, except it's a fake nollie, you dig? Jokes aside, it's a phrase I think we can do without, and I'm glad to have heard it brought up because I only recently learned of the problematic phrase. Keep up the good work this season is going great, and it's only getting better. Yo, thanks, bruv. Definitely thanks for hollering at us and enlightening us. I heard that, and I've heard a couple other forms of reasoning behind why it's called the Chinese Nolly. None of them are great and like we thought during the interview it's uh, a term that is definitely outdated I think it's definitely time we cancel it I think we'll cancel it right now we're definitely not going to be using that term anymore so I never even called them that anyways I always called them just crack nollies but uh, yeah thanks for the shout out we got a few emails about it and no matter what the true origin is, everything we've heard is horrible. So, yeah, like Dono said, we're done done with that one. And uh, hopefully you are too. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. One week left. Season finale time, man. Get your emails in. You know where. The Bunt Live at gmail.com. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. We're going to spark it up with a little bit of NFL talk. You know, it's Sunday night, football's fresh on the mind. We're going to hit you with a couple quarterback controversies that we haven't really talked about too much this year. We've done a little bit of Carson Wentz, so let's start there. Going into week 14, your coach, Doug Peterson. Who are you starting? Jalen Hurts, or are you sticking with the former MVP candidate in Carson Wentz? Uh, I'm going Jalen Hurts all day. Are you kidding me? You breathe yeah, some after life what we saw today. into them against Green Bay. Wentz, it's been tragic to watch him, man. It's like, insane. And then... That touchdown pass to Ward today. Does everyone seem to just be a little more uh, excited once uh, once hit the sidelines? Definitely. You could see it on offense, on defense. 
Jalen Hurts, his first pass, dropped that shit right in the bucket. He had his legs moving. The eyes were looking downfield. If Jalen Hurts played that whole game, it actually would have been great to watch. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get to see him play a whole game. But, bro, after the game, they asked Doug Peterson, and he said he can't commit. He already said that. Yeah, well, heat of the moment. We'll see. Uh, I'm starting Jalen Hurts. I'm sure he is, too. Where's Carson Wentz going next year? Well, it's got to be a trade because they can't cut him. It's too much money to trade. Yeah, but do you know how much money it is to cut him? I saw Ian Rappaport talking about how they basically can't do it because the dead cap hit is way too high, like super gnarly. So, um, so he's the backup. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be gonna be interesting. But I mean, also we'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts. Maybe maybe he flops and they're stuck with Wentz. But uh, I hope not. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Wentz on another team. Trash. That's us. what I'm saying. Well, their coaching hasn't been the greatest this year. But next up, down in Miami, two guys that are polar opposites of each other. We're talking Tua, and we're talking your boy Fitzmagic. Your coach Flores, who's getting the start? That's a tough one because it's like, I mean, they got the win today, obviously against the shitty Bengals without Joe Burrow, but... That's a tougher situation because you go with Fitzy, you feel like he gives you a better chance to win, but you you want to develop On offense, your, yeah. You, I feel like he gives you a better chance to score points. With those points come turnovers. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, I think two is what four and one. So maybe you keep going with that until it doesn't work. But uh, hopefully, it works out. Who is Tua's comparative in the league right now like who what is the ceiling that you think Tua can get to I don't know he's pretty conservative is he Alex Smith with legs <laughs> I hope he's more than that man but uh, that's not a bad comp I'm keeping Tua in man I can't deal with the turnovers the defense loses interest when they're put on the field that much Miami's done great with Tua out there sure they're not going to score 30 points and sure my boy Devonte Parker isn't going to be fantasy relevant, but if I'm a head coach of a football team, I gotta go with Tua. Although I was fucking bummed this morning when I found out he was starting. And last but not least, the Chicago Bears—they'll never have a good quarterback again in their lives. But who are you taking, Foles or Trubisky? That's the toughest decision ever, man. Like <laughs> at first, it's like Foles all day. I was so mad they even started the year with Trubisky, but then. You went 3-0. and After watching Foles play for like a few weeks, they're just fucked. Anyway, you slice it. They should get Fitzpatrick for fuck's sakes. Do they go out and try and get Sam Darnold if the Jets take Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. Sam Darnold? Fuck. What the fuck's he done, man? Sam Darnold was an incredible college quarterback. And I feel like the New York Jets have ruined his life. But I think Bears fans are fucked. And I feel bad for them. So we're heading in to week 14. And you know what that means, man. Fantasy football playoffs. At the beginning of the season, we didn't even know how far we were going to make it, eh? Yeah, we made it, man. Crazy. Bear COVID. <laughs> we they are. don't give a fuck about COVID in the NFL. 
Yeah, I was reading, I think Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or someone posted that out of all the Baltimore Ravens who tested positive, there were four different strains of COVID. Shit is getting loose, but clearly the dollar bills rule the world and especially rule the NFL, man. But here we are heading into the fantasy football playoffs. Give me a prediction for the one player who's going to absolutely take over the next three weeks and win and be the most common player on fantasy football championship rosters. It just might be that savage beast by the name of Derrick Henry. Oh, you own Derrick Henry anywhere? No, I've never, I've never had him. Well, I only had him. His last couple Too years early. behind DeMarco Murray, for fuck's sakes. I'm bringing up his fantasy. His schedule is just mouthwatering, man. Jacksonville in week 14. Detroit in week 15. And Green Bay in week 16, man. We need Derrick Henry's team out of the playoffs in week 14 if we stand a chance, man. He could go over 30 all weeks. It could be reminiscent to the year that Todd Gurley went nuclear, right? Yeah, I hope not. I mean, today he was held to fucking 60 rushing yards and nine receiving yards with a fumble. So yeah, Cleveland. We've seen that. We've seen a few Cleveland. duds, but uh, the next three weeks it's looking prime for some explosions. Mm-hmm. Cleveland ain't getting the respect they deserve, man. They out here doing the damn thing. Baker Mayfield had a hell of a game this week. Actually, yo, he played against Jacksonville, who he plays next week in week two. And he had 25 rush attempts for 84 rush yards. So they kept him in check, actually. We'll see what happens. Let's hope that his fucking team gets knocked out of the playoffs then. Um, We got some basketball news to talk about. Yeah, a big trade of two of the worst contracts in the NBA. That's always fun. One came with the first round pick. Yeah, I like that for, uh, honestly, I kind of like it for Houston. I know Westbrook, you know, on paper right now is probably the better player. But because John Wall's such a big question mark, but I just like John Wall's game better alongside Harden. He's a pass first point guard. I mean, the last thing I saw was Harden wants to stay in Houston now. There's rumors he wanted out. But uh, obviously, if the trade isn't there, you're going to go back on it and say that you want to stay, make your team feel uh, wanted. But they're going to be interesting, man. I don't know. I'd assume they make the playoffs. Christian Wood, Boogie, if Boogie has anything left in the tank, if John Wall, the Kentucky boys reunited at last 10 years later, both with torn Achilles. Hopefully they oh, still got gosh. some of that Kentucky magic left, but uh, I'm actually kind of excited to see Houston. The Westbrook Harden experiment was short-lived, weird, but uh, yeah, I, I don't really like this for the Wizards, man. I hope I'm wrong. I was but excited to see Beal and John Wall get back at it, man. Me too. With a little bit of a better team around them, and I think Bradley Beal was thrilled about that as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. Westbrook, I don't. That's bad for Bradley Beal's fantasy value. Westbrook on a bad team is not a, a pretty sight. So hopefully they're a good team. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's bad for Beal's shit, but it's Beal's team. So this will be the first time. Actually, no, he just did it with Harden. Yeah, he went to Harden's team. Yeah, but when he had Paul George, Paul George had a career year next to Westbrook. So. 
we know it's possible from that two spot. We'll see what pops, man. We will. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Only one more left to go. It's the holiday season. We in the giving spirit. We're going to give you a banger for up 12, man. No doubt, man. Catch y'all next week. No, did you guys freeze again? No. Tech, 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 t